this is the in focus podcast from the hindu hello and welcome to the hindu's in focus podcast i'm anand krishnan your host for today a year ago the idea that the coronavirus had its origins in a lab accident was one that was broadly dismissed as a conspiracy theory but today it is getting renewed attention especially after comments from the world health organization director general tedros in late march who said it required further investigation and a late may statement from us president joe biden in this episode we are joined by the hindu's ramya kannan who has been reporting recently on online investigators who have been at the forefront of bringing attention to this theory ramya has also been reporting on health and science for the hindu for many years thank you so much ramya for joining the podcast today i am thank you for having me over ramya you reported in the hindu on june 7th a very interesting story of this group of online investigators that a lot of people are now paying attention to uh, and for the digging they've been doing on the possibilities of a lab origins uh, for the coronavirus can you tell us a little bit about who exactly these online inv- investigators are and what you were able to kind of learn about them yeah so um what i thought uh, was fascinating uh, okay let's go uh, start from the basics this is a group called drastic um and uh, it is ba- basically a motley group of uh, about 2000 people uh, across the world um who just come together ad hoc just for this purpose and um, the idea is to investigate a lab leak theory uh, though many of them truth to tell uh, started out uh, from a zoonotic point of view they did believe that it uh, uh migrated from animals to humans mm. and the pandemic started that way but um uh, there was as you said in your introduction that uh, originally a conspiracy theory uh, that we know even uh US president Trump was uh, talking about mm. but at that point of time it was a mere theory with no credence uh, it could have been uh, a madman whim uh, for mm. all you know uh and uh, at that point of time there was also a lot of uh, you know anti uh, china sentiment as it were in many parts of the world um and as a theory of course uh, we couldn't give it any credence mm. uh, but it was interesting how this group of people who navigated the web uh, in search of evidence that they could build in support of this theory uh, the interesting thing is that they went with this uh, went at this with an open mind Mm. uh they were not uh, determined to find uh, a theory but they were willing to explore the different options so they navigated this online they trawled all kinds of sites and they got access to a lot of information mm. uh online uh which they then pieced together painstakingly and this is not a bunch of scientists you know uh mm. it is not a bunch of scientists they are uh mostly group like i said they are engineers and businessmen and entrepreneurs and they are ar- architects and you know uh, teachers and all kinds of people there so they painstakingly sat together to put together this jigsaw which um, 
developed over a period the, the jigsaw sort of built itself over a period of time and interestingly and fascinatingly entirely on twitter the entire exploration was done on twitter the revelations also happened on twitter and uh, it was revealed uh, as twitter threads uh, mm. interestingly enough and uh, then these uh, sort of bits of information were picked up by scientists uh, across the world and that's when we you know we we uh, sort of came close to the position we are in today which is um, the fact that governments across the world are now again willing to investigate the possibility of a lab origin for the coronavirus yeah we should say of course at this point that there's no hard evidence either way to either prove or disprove it so it's still a theory but one of the interesting things uh, ramya that you reported that these this online group did bring to widespread attention was this case in china in 2012 where you had miners who got sick uh, after excavating bat guano in a mine in yunnan province in china and they died of a pneumonia like infection uh, although uh, the wuhan institute of virology's uh, chief scientist shijengli said this was a fungal infection but this online group actually they were able to piece together that there was some connection between what sickened them in 2012 and the viruses that the one institute were studying so is that is that one thing that they is this possibly the 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 biggest piece of, piece of the puzzle that this group has so far been able to unearth i guess an answer i think it is uh, they themselves believe that this is a crucial part of the puzzle um and you're right about uh, the fact that there is no evidence as of now um there is a lot of circumstantial evidence which is you know which teases this theory out of the conspiracy angle that's all it does uh but the way in which it was done is quite uh, interesting because it gives us the hope that there is this uh, technique too that could be employed so i uh, yes i think the the isolation of the you know uh, the sample uh, in the in the mine uh, is a key element of this uh, of what drastic has done uh, i think they've also used uh, you know information scientific papers published already uh, by scientists at the wuhan institute of uh, virology and others working in the lab or associated with the lab uh, to bring this connect to our attention uh it might have been uh, you know available online uh, but i think uh, what drastic did is to draw the dotted line uh, that shows a possible link between the collection of the sample from the mine uh, its storage in the wuhan lab and of course what is um, what is certainly not a fact but uh, a mere theory at this point of time is that it might have leaked from the wuhan lab Uh, subsequently so i think this is where uh, it is at at this point of time and ramya you did get in touch with one of them and you interviewed uh, one of the members for your story uh, we didn't actually exp- expand so far what drastic stands for which is your story tells us is a decentralized radical autonomous search team investigating covid-19 so can you tell us a little bit about the member of drastic called the seeker that you had corresponded with and what you were able to 
uh, glean from your exchanges with the seeker? Like the seeker uh, was, uh, you know, at, at the point of time that I was uh, trying to reach him was uh, terribly sleep deprived. Uh, and uh, he sought time to sleep off and uh, come back, uh, which is why it took some time for me to do the story. But um, he's a very, very articulate young man with a, a commitment and a purpose um, that sort of stands out. Uh, he seems to be from, I mean, he's based in India, certainly. And um, he is, uh, <clears throat> he has a background in science, but he's been a number of things as well. He's even uh, been a teacher online and stuff. And uh, he, as he says, he stumbled into this. Uh, he was willing to go by the theory initially, the uh, theory that was in uh, prominent media, which is uh, the theory that it jumped um, species and uh, that then it became a pandemic. Um, but then there were a lot of sources as uh, you know, we've mentioned in the story that uh, he's been reading extensively. I think all of us have at some point of time or the other been yeah. reading about the virus and its constant evolution. Uh, so he's been reading and that interested him. A couple of articles um, interested him, uh, sort of grabbed his attention and he decided to work on this. And uh, it was uh, what he could do uh, being where he was. So he could do all of this uh, sitting in, at home um, because it was, uh, you know, hunting on the net. Uh, he did that painstakingly with the, with the group and um, he claimed that uh, the, the chats that they had on Twitter were uh, very stimulating and um, they sort of guided each member uh, who was following up a certain thing in the right path because there was so much information available and it was easy to be led astray into a completely, uh, a thoroughly useless uh, strain of thought. But uh, the drastic group brought, uh, sort of brought focus and uh, purpose to the scene. And um, much of it was, uh, you know, thrashed out by conversations that were held online. And um, it was back and forth and uh, and then finally formulated into their legendary Twitter threads, um, which then became the starting point for the world to realize that. Interestingly, he said they, they've, they've been going at this for about a year, mm. obviously. Uh, they've been working for a long while on this and it's uh, only now that uh, the world in at large uh, science and scientists and uh, media uh, you know uh, mainstream media has taken note of uh, what they have been doing um so it's interesting he prefers to stay anonymous he uses proton mail and he's um, keen on security and uh, you know those kinds of issues uh, but he's very prompt in responding um, he's very quick online and uh, uh, has a lot of depth. He, and uh, what I did like about it is that he, uh, the seeker, and I'm sure his colleagues, though I haven't speaking, uh, spoken to them, uh, are very certain, are very clear that they have not uh, reached the end of the line. Uh, they are very clear that this is not final proof or this is not conviction or this is not, uh, you know, a body of evidence that indicates a certain thing, a certain fact. They are very clear that this is a process uh, and they'll keep at the process of course and also uh, they are glad that um, at some point of time uh, mainstream 
investigation has thought this significant enough. That's, it is. It is interesting yeah, that, as you said, that they they do believe um, that it's a process, and they keep an open mind, uh, which you have to say is is uh, not what most people on social media who seem to have made up their mind either way. And the fact is, uh, uh, as we've been saying, we just don't know either way right now. It still remains a theory and there's still no evidence to either prove or disprove it. But having said that, Ramya, it is true that it has now become more mainstream to even consider the possibility. And that's a change. Uh, there have been several reasons for that, of course. Uh, one was at the end of March, you had the World Health Organization's Director General Tedros himself who actually questioned the findings of the report of the joint mission of the WHO-China joint mission that went to Wuhan and said that the possibility was, quote, extremely unlikely. But Tedros publicly kind of uh, contradicted that surprisingly and said that more work needed to be done. And then, of course, you also had uh, President Joe Biden order a probe where he, in his statement, uh, identified the two possibilities of, of a zoonotic origin and a lab origin. But uh, how much do you think this group, uh, do they feel that they had a big role to play? Obviously, you had these two big high-level interventions from the WHO and the U.S. president. But do they feel that they, too, had a big role to play in how this has kind of evolved from being like a fringe theory associated with uh, conspiracy theorists to something that governments and even the WHO is now speaking of publicly? Right. I, I think... Uh uh, at this point of time, the, uh, the drastic is a is a modest group. Still, um, they believe that um, some of their work might have led to this. Yes, um, but they are they are not wildly hopeful or wildly um, what should you say enthusiastic about this uh, theory. I mean, it's 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 it's, a, it's it's been a year of really hard work for all of them, piecing together, uh, painstaking, just you know using Google Translate sometimes to um, understand what was in the documents, uh, what mm. was in the research that was published. Uh, but I think at this point of time, they do feel, uh, maybe rightly so, that they have contributed to this uh, resurgent theory. Uh, but uh, they remain uh, pretty open-minded about it uh, in that sense. Uh, but they also believe that the work of scientists and researchers who amplify their Twitter content. And they think they owe a lot to these people uh, for taking forward their theory. Um, but they do believe, like I said, it's a work in progress and um, set their store. It's not as if, like I said before, it's not as if they've come here to prove that the virus leaked from mm. the lab in China. They're just looking at it as a possibility. So they are happy at what they think is some public recognition for their theory, but they're also willing to let national investigation, as it were, uh, take its role now. Right, and I think uh, they, it's heartening to hear that they themselves do believe that ultimately this is something for the for the scientists uh, to to come to a conclusion on. And we and Ramya, looking at how past pandemics have been investigated, is it uh, somewhat the the unsettling conclusion that it's quite possible we may never know or that it may take many years for us to exactly know what the origins of uh, this novel coronavirus were? Right. Um, it's possible we might never know. Um, that's always there. It's possible it might remain a conjecture because uh, one and a half years have gone past. 
and um, we should also factor in the idea that it's probably uh, we, we or rather let's put it this way we must factor in the idea that um, all participants of this investigation should be willing to reveal the truth right. should be willing to get at the truth is that a possibility here that's a question that we have to raise as well um it might never be much more than it is today that's a possibility that um, uh, we must be willing to acknowledge but i think what is important is that this has shown the way uh, this work that rasik has done has shown the way for future pandemics that mm-hmm. uh, uh, that even if there is reluctance from different states or different entities to reveal the truth there is a possibility of getting close at it because thankfully we live in a digital world and that is what is we leave a digital trail and that's what they are uh, invoking now here uh, on our thing now and and the possibility that we might get close to it uh, is something that we have to uh, thank drastic for i think this it just opened up other ideas of getting at the truth to us so well, thanks so much ramya for that i'm sure we'll keep coming back to this issue it isn't going anywhere and i think uh, in in many ways a year and a half into this pandemic the attention uh, of lab origins is something that's only going to grow un- until and unless there's some closure on how all of this began which as you said could be a long time i'm sure we will keep coming back to it and we will come back to you as well on the podcast thank you so much for joining us today thank you anand in focus will be back soon with analysis of the biggest news issues in the meantime you can find our podcast on spotify apple podcasts stitcher and other platforms just search for in focus by the hindu we'll see you soon